Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. I live in Ottawa, Canada, and I invest primarily in the U.S. This fact has given me a unique perspective on markets. I started my investing career by investing in my home market. I made my very first investment in real estate in 2006. After that, you might remember there was this little event that started about a year later. The great financial crisis had a global impact in many ways. I saw the opportunity in the aftermath of the GFC to deploy capital into markets that had seen a dramatic fall in price. I was still new at investing in real estate, and I made a lot of mistakes in those days. Fortunately, prices were so depressed, the market would eventually wallpaper over those mistakes. There were some powerful lessons from the great financial crisis. What were they? Were the lessons global in nature, or were they local? Not everywhere was impacted equally, and some markets suffered more than others. In fact, when real estate prices went down in Miami-Dade County by 45.5% from 2008 to 2012, prices in my home city of Ottawa, Canada, went up 32.7% over that exact same five-year period. In 2008, when prices in Miami fell by 28% just in a single year, prices in my home city of Ottawa, Canada went up 6.3%. So the question is, why was Ottawa, Canada so stable throughout the great financial crisis? It might be unfair to compare a Canadian city to a U.S. city. The Canadian banking system operated very differently from the U.S. system. Well, let's see, there were other markets in the U.S. that did not suffer as much. Some cities like Pocatello, Idaho suffered a lot less. Pocatello's prices dropped 12% over that five-year period from 2008 to 2012. Santa Barbara, California, suffered quite a bit. Their prices dropped 44%. Charlotte, North Carolina, 19%. Detroit, 48%. Prices in Stockton, California, fell 60%. That's right, you heard me correctly, over 60%. New York City fell 14%. Austin, Texas, was only down 4% in the great financial crisis, and Nashville fell 87 While the macro environment can clearly have an impact, it's also true that real estate remains hyperlocal. The conditions of the great financial crisis don't explain why Stockton, California fell 60% and Austin, Texas only fell by 4%. Now, in my home city of Ottawa, Canada, in the last 68 years, prices have only been negative in five out of those last 68 years, and only one of those years out of the last 68 years, had a drop of more than 4%. In fact, three of the five negative years saw a decline of less than 1%. So only two out of 68 years really had a perceptible decline. Was this just Canada or is there something unique about my home city of Ottawa? Let's look at Toronto. Prices have dropped about 18% this year in Toronto since the peak in March. And they were also down from the period of 1989 until 2002. Back in the early 1990s, there was a recession and an unemployment rate close to double the current level. It took until 2002 for Toronto house prices to exceed what they were back in 1989, which means it was a good long stretch for buyers to get into the market with prices at reduced levels. So the question is, what is driving prices in the current environment? For one, I believe that immigration and jobs are a major driver for real estate and real estate price stability. When prices rise too quickly to be sustained by the underlying income and employment, the risk of a pullback in prices is elevated. 
in cities that undergo sustained long-term jobs and population growth like Toronto, Vancouver, Nashville, and Austin, we tend to see less market volatility. So did Austin and Nashville simply have fewer subprime loans than the rest of the country? Well, we don't actually have those statistics. The great financial crisis has been reduced to a narrative about the subprime mortgage market in the U.S., but if that was true, then why did it cascade into Ireland, Spain, Italy, Greece, Belgium, Portugal, and France, and many others? How could Ireland be influenced by some bad loans in Detroit? Even more troubling is the question of how did Ireland even get caught up in the great financial crisis? It would make more sense for the city of Windsor, Ontario, directly across the bridge from Detroit, Michigan, to have an impact when in fact it seemingly had no impact when just across the river prices were melting down in Detroit. Something is not adding up. There are some powerful lessons to be learned from the great financial crisis, and if you ignore them, you do so at your peril. If the GFC was just about subprime mortgages in the U.S., then why was the first bank to signal a problem on August the 9th, 2007, BNP Paribas, the second largest bank in Europe, and the one to come forward with a press release stating they were having trouble valuing three funds that were in its portfolio? Why was the first financial institution to collapse Northern Rock, a bank based in the U.K.? But wait, wasn't this a U.S. problem? What does Europe have to do with it? On tomorrow's show, we're going to talk about the great financial crisis and what it was truly about. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.